Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm BJ. And this week we're kicking off our episodes on Dragon Quest Treasure. I'm a treasure. Which is something that I've kind of brought up a few times, and if you guys listened to last week's episode... Uh, you got to hear BJ purchase it in real time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And it came in. Yeah. And he's been playing it. And I, I've i still been playing it too, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but um, I've been playing it still too, just not as much because I've, I'm in the post game and I, I want to yeah. save that for later. But let me just say like where I am now, it's like there's not really any quests left to do. It's really just trying to finish collecting the last of the like 777 treasures. And oh, so, yeah. so it's like, you know, I'll boot it up and maybe run through as Eric and Mia with my monsters and like collect. Um, I think I can hold nine or 10 treasures is the most I can hold right now with my party. All so right. I'll, I'll fill that up and then I'll return back to my island and I'll turn all that stuff in. And I'm getting to the point now where like half of it is treasure that I've already collected. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, it's a little bit slower going, but I, I might do that like every day. But in terms of just like sitting down and playing it, you know, for like an hour or like cumulatively or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a couple of hours over the course of a day, like I'm kind of moved beyond that now because there's just not a whole lot left to do, but I'm still having enough fun with it at this point, at least I'm still logging in and doing a little bit of treasures here and there just to kind of chillax because it's a very chill game. It it's is. Like, it's like one of the most chill games I've ever played. And at first I thought I was going to hate it because of that, because it was so chill. Yeah. And I didn't. But anyway, all of that is just kind of like a really long roundabout way to say that in this episode, I'm going to be talking as if I don't know some of the things that are coming. <laughs> and just because we're focusing on first impressions, I want to kind of do it really as what my first impressions were like back you know, a month ago, over a month ago when I first started playing it. Um, yeah. And so we didn't get to do that this time because with a game like Builders 2, we both got the game at the same time. So we were kind of like at the same part in it overall. Right. But because I played the game early, um, we didn't have that luxury this time. And so I'm going to try to stick it as close as I can to those like first impressions. Um, but before we do that, we do have a new Patreon patron. Actually, a new old Patreon patron. A new old patron, yeah. Patron. But um, I still think he deserves a real nice thank you. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, Tom, thank you. We love you. We do. We're, we're glad to have you back, Ty. And yeah, for that's anybody, really awesome. For those of you who can still hear us after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're really glad to have you back, Ty. Thank you. He sent in some cool uh, episode request suggestions that I was looking at. Yeah, um, they're really recorded. cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing that after we do our, all of our Treasures episodes. But anyway, uh, let's get into the good stuff. Dragon Quest Treasures. I I don't want to start <laughs> off overly negative, but I right. do want to kind of kick this off by saying that the first like two hours of this game that I played, I were probably my least favorite moments of the entire game like it, it took me a little while to really get into dq Chargers. i can see that yeah yeah and i think um like i like i had told you and we were talking about even last night it feels very mobile gamey at first right yes it does and it's a it, it's really off-putting at the very beginning because you start 
And it, it feels like, okay, this might be, you know, the very beginning of it feels like, okay, this is how like uh, Dragon Quest Builder starts, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, so it's simple, you get going. And then like almost immediately when you get off of the, the boat, I mean, uh, like I said, it starts like Dragon Quest Builder. So you get off the boat in the first like five minutes. You're on the Viking ship. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought that too. I was like, oh, wow, this feels so much like... Uh... Like builders too. It's funny because that's what yeah. I thought too. Was that? And then really it cool. just kind of starts feeling like a mobile game in how it starts introducing systems with the pop ups and the way that you're having to go about it. I don't know. It didn't feel like uh, like I expected it to at the beginning. Yeah, that was kind of my problem with it too. Is that like at the beginning, like a, a lot of the animations and just like the loops that it gives you are very yeah. in your face and mobile feeling, you know, where it's yeah. like, and even, even like uh, when you start dispatching monsters, when you have that option, uh, which anybody playing this, I highly advise you to do this because it levels up those monsters super quick that aren't in your party. And sometimes they can bring back really good treasure. Like some of the rarest treasure that I found in the game were brought back from those dispatch monsters. Oh, but, okay. But like whenever it brings you back and like the animation where it's like success or super success. And then you like look at the treasure and it's like iconic and like all of this stuff just right. feels very mobile to me. Yeah. And, and, and I mean uh, that in a, I mean that in a bad way. I mean, you, I mean, I do not like mobile games. Um, right. I guess if you like mobile games and you like that kind of thing, it's fine. But yeah, at first I was, I was really nervous when I first started playing it because, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to not like a Dragon Quest game? Because yeah. it just, it kind of starts off, it doesn't necessarily start off slow. Like I was kind of like the stuff with the Vikings on the ship. I, at first I was, it just kind of felt like, I don't know, almost like coming home or something where I was like, I'm so comfortable with DQ 11 at this point where like the music and playing as Eric and being on the Viking ship, I was just kind of like, Oh, this is nice. Like it was like, it really was. It's kind of like coming home after a long trip. And for me, like doing that, it felt, I guess at the very beginning of it, it did feel very comfortable. And then just, but as it kept going, I was getting really bored after that like the boat stuff and getting off the island and seeing the uh, the first cutie slime i was like yeah this is awesome and then after that i really did start feeling just that it was trudging that i was just like yep this is what i'm doing just kept on going forward like kind of just play by numbers or paint by numbers kind of thing mm -hmm. was like it the the very beginning of it is not a very good onboarding like interesting onboarding experience i don't think no, it's not. It's very similar to me, at least, as um, it reminded me of Kingdom Hearts, Dream Drop Distance, Kingdom Hearts uh, 3. Yeah. Have you played that one? Uh, yeah, and uh, same thing. I got to a certain point relatively close to the beginning where I was just like, yeah, I'm not not feeling this. And it, it but it's be, it's probably because it has the same issue where it throws a ton of systems and like gimmicks yes. at you all at once. And then... It, where it, it, it becomes tedious because of how much gets thrown at you. And I, yep. I feel like that's the thing with, with DQ Treasures and the reason that it took me a little while to get into it. I'm sure the reason it's taken you a while to get into it is just that you you get all these gimmicks and like you're not quite sold on a lot of those gimmicks yet and they're all yep. thrown at you at once. And then with like DQ Treasures, it's like, okay, once you get to your island and once you've kind of unlocked these things and it's explained it, it's kind of like you unlock... I did not count them, but you unlock something like 30 side quests and you kind of know some are going to have to be, you know, mandatory. 
and it's just kind of like, yeah, get your gang up to rank four and then come back. And But then other than that, it's like you can do whatever you want. You can go to any right. island you want, and you can you know start scouting monsters and do all this stuff. And it's very open-ended without like a clear direction. And, and that was kind of, that was weird for me because you spent so much of the time before that, like the first, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour, I guess, maybe depending on like how, how you play, but you feel, you spend that that first little while, like really like having all these systems thrown at you. And then you get to that point and it's just like, it shoves you in the deep end and is like, have fun. And then with like no, with like nothing else to do. And so I was kind of put off by that because I was like, okay, well, this is, it it clearly is going to have less story than what I was hoping for. Um, and then I don't know, at some point after that, I think it took me a little while. Like it took me, um, like it didn't take me too long to get to rank four. Like that sounded like it was going to be really hard whenever they throw it at you in the game, (laughs) but actually like going to rank four and like, uh, and you know, you find a few treasures, you know, using your compass and, and visions, I think is what they're called that your monsters have. Like monster visions or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, You find those and you also, you know, just randomly stumble upon those like silver treasures that you can collect and bring back to. It's like you get to four really fast, but I didn't know that when you unlock it. And so it was just kind of like, wow, this like might take me a while. And then somewhere around, I think it was about the three hour mark, really. It was after it was after I'd gotten to rank four and after I'd gone through like the first round of the snarl and like done that kind of stuff where I was like, where it's very apparent that like, okay, cool. This is more like I'm going to be discovering these dragon stones like organically, I guess, rather than being told like, okay, now it's time to go find this one. Um, Like, and it does do that eventually, like, like like a little bit through the snarl and stuff like that. But at this point it was just like so open-ended that it kind of took me a little while. But then once, once I got to like a certain point and I want to say it was after that, after I got to like rank four and had like really unlocked the systems and stuff like that, like, I don't know, I just fell into that groove and the gameplay loop felt very comfortable to me. And don't get me wrong. I still got annoyed by having to watch those animations over and over again. Like, Oh yeah. Like the fact that they don't let you skip your the train leaving the station every single time is a like super big complaint of mine. I haven't gotten to where I like tried to skip it, but I know at least I could tap the plus button a couple of times and it skips some stuff. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, but yeah, there are some. It doesn't let you move forward or skip any animations. And I'll tell you what's put what's the most off putting of any of the stuff that I've played so far in this game. Mm-hmm is when a new character is introduced, it does those stupid Smash Bros style introductions where it whips around, gives a new, uh, like gives a little title and like zooms in on them with a flashy background and is like resident pig farmer and their name. And I'm just like, I hate this. I hate this so much. And it does it all the friggin' time. Yeah. And Oh my God, I hate that. See, and I liked that, but I think it was because I didn't think of it as Smash Bros stuff. And I heard later, as more people got, and I guess it's because I'm like, don't really play Smash Bros. So I wasn't like, in my mind, it was just kind of like, like a lot of JRPGs have that, like the Trails games and like um, Genshin Impact does that to some extent. And there's, there's a lot of games out there where it's like, they'll give like a character, it'll pause and they'll say that, put the character's name beside of it and maybe like a title. 
Like I'm yeah. used to seeing that in JRPGs. So to me, it was just that kind of thing. And I like a lot of the designs, especially the monster designs that I was like, oh, this is cool that you get to kind of like see them with like their own little art for a little while here. Um, and then after the game was out, I saw a lot of people being like, look, they get their own Smash intros. But to me, it was just like the typical JRPG like character introductions. Yeah, it looks so much like Smash Bros. And just the, it interrupts the flow of the game. It's like, yeah, you tell me your name like you are. You're Levantor, the captain of this rival treasure hunting gang, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like after you finish that entire string of dialogue, it it changes the thing, loads in animation, loads in the animation and is like introducing this guy. I'm like, yeah, I know you did that about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> I'm like, cool, yeah. thanks. Tell, thanks for telling me that. Appreciate it. And it's like, maybe I'm just not in the mood for this right now. But just that 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 kind of of way that it does it. But man, I was so annoyed last night. I was just like, I just want to collect treasure. I was like, I want to get my shiny things and put them on a pedestal. And it kept just changing and whipping around. And I'm like, I don't care about yeah. this person. I will kill them if I possibly can now. <laughs> but see, that's and that kind of goes back to what I'm talking about with the balance being off at the beginning of the game is because it like throw it does. It throws all that at you, like all of these characters at you all at once. Mm -hmm. And then it and then after that, it opens up and you and you never do it again. Like after like the first like 45 minutes of the game, it's like you never see any more of those. And it's weird, too, because some of those characters like you do, you don't see again until the end of the game. Oh. And it's just like. It's it's really it is weird because it's like they they just introduce all these characters to you and then it's like the game gets much better after it stops all this like weird handholdy stuff like once it just right. lets you go and find treasures like that's that's where the fun in the game comes from I mean it's called Dragon Quest Treasures that's where the fun comes from is actually being able to like go to these islands as you please running around and just discovering stuff like that's where I think that's really when I started having fun was after I'd kind of, I'd visited each of the islands. Cause you know, I went to all of them cause like you unlock them all at once, but it's like, right. I want to see them, you know? And so it's like, once I'd been to every Island and started kind of getting my bearings there and like doing the, like every Island has a quest for those of you who haven't played it yet. Every Island has a quest where it's like you go and you speak to like a conductor and it unlocks uh, a railway, which unlocks like fast travel for a certain, for that certain area. It's kind of like a, like Batman Arkham or like the Spider-Man mm -hmm. kind of thing where like you unlock certain portions by doing something. And it's generally like the guy's like, oh, bring me five of this item. And the item is like really common in that area. So it's not like a hard thing to do, yeah. but it just kind of, but it encourages you to go and run around for a little while. But after I'd kind of done that a little bit and seen every one of the islands, that's really where it had fun with me where like, I was like, and this came admittedly much later, but there was parts where like, uh, like one of the most vivid exploration memories I have is when I was in, uh, the mainland, um, is the name of, of this one. Maine is in like M A N E. Cause you know, it's all puns. Um, cause you're on, on the backs of dragon. Right, yeah. Um, and which I love by the way, which is going to be my next thing before you say this, like being on the back of those dragons, it looks awesome. It really gave me Xenoblade vibes. Yeah, it did for me too. And I think, I really think that this was influenced by Xenoblade because the, the dragons feel like Titans. And for me, it felt more like Xenoblade two because of like the Titans, right? Uh, even, yeah. even the first two for the first game and, and the third one, you know, where it's more like robots or whatever, but yeah, it very much felt like that for me. And that was always cool. And 
so in the mainland though, like there's this part where I, I really got to climbing up like the the spine of this dragon. Yeah. And I kept finding like a way to get I would I had um the Yuji Hori King Slime in my party at that time. Uh, which if okay. anybody wants to get, uh, you can use the code uh, Y-U-J, huge, and you'll unlock it. And anyway, I had the Yuji Hori King Slime, and his special skill is to throw you up. And so I would use him to bounce a little bit higher, and I would just kind of try to run into like the cliff as well as I could to like, hug the wall to keep from falling off the cliffside. And just slowly but surely, I got to the top, and then sometimes I would find a like an area to keep climbing up to like the verticality in this game is really impressive. And I got up to the very top and you could see like everything. And it really is one of those kind of like exploration moments that like, I haven't felt in a long time. Like the, the closest comparison I could really think of is a similar thing happened to me in breath of the wild where I was running around and like I saw a dragon for the first time in Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. And like it just rose up and I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do or anything. And it's like glowing and it's like nighttime and it looks all beautiful. And I was just kind of like awestruck. Yes, that same thing happened to me. And this wasn't like quite on that level of like Breath of the Wild dragon because that's like, you know, the epitome of this for me. But um, but this was a very similar moment where I was just like, I'd worked, a, I'd spent a lot of time, like I'd forgotten all about about finding treasure. I was just like, I'm going to see if I can get to the top of this dragon's spine. <laughs> and, and I did, and I got up there and then there was actually some treasure, which was kind of cool. And so I felt like I was rewarded for that. And I think that's, and I found that to be the case a lot in Dragon Quest Treasures, which I appreciate is that if you go off the beaten path and if you, if you see a mountain and you're like, oh, I wonder what's at the top of that mountain, that more often than not, you're rewarded for it. Right. And I like games like that, where yeah, you're rewarded yeah, for going out of the way and finding something cool as opposed to just it being a little nook where you fill out the map. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And I recognize that a lot of times, you know, it's the, well, the journey is the is the prize after all because you had fun getting up here and it's like no i want treasure this is a treasure game yeah like i really i really do like dragon quest treasures because of that because there's a lot of times where i would do that kind of thing and then i would get to the top and there'd be like a cool little like shrine or something Mm -hmm. it's up there like a monument i think is what's called in the game there'd be like a really cool little monument or there'd be like a blue chest there's blue red and green chests that you can find in the game and um you can complete some side quests to be able to unlock those chests. But I would, I found some early on and I would take, like I found a blue chest in the pattern noggin early on and I took a screenshot of it. So I'd remember where it was because I was like, okay, at some point in this game, I'm going to have a key to unlock blue chests um, uh, because I, I know how Dragon Quest games work. I know yeah. I'm going to have a key for this at some point. And so I just wanted to be able to remember like where that one was. So yeah, so I did that kind of thing and and it was it was cool getting to do that. And like inside these chests there's really cool crystal monster treasures or what's in them. Yeah. And that's like the only way to get these treasures. And so uh, I've I've had fun because I'm like it's also like a good incentive because even if I don't want to explore every once in a while, I'll be like those that rock formation looks pretty fishy. <laughs> right. And so like you go over there And then sure enough, in like this dragon skull, there's like a green chest. And so it's like, yay, I was right. There is something over here. And then you get like a cool like crystal king 
slime, you know, statue or something. I do love the crystals. Like the crystal monsters are really, really cool. Like uh, I, I saw that. And the, the thing about the treasures is when you put them back in your, in your like, I don't even can't remember what the vault where you can show off what they are yeah. like looking at the individual treasures uh, and not, you know, you can unlock the, the different characters and things like that from the games and put on your pedestal, which is really cool. But like, it feels almost like unlocking uh, art in a game because it's like the first one that showed up on mine was a wall of a castle that had been broken down. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's like a little trophy thing from something that like you zoom around and look at the model and everything. It's like, those are the kind of things I like, like collecting the uh, backpacks in Spider-Man for the PlayStation where I zoomed around and looked at all these little items that you picked up to see what all the angles are. And that's how I felt about uh, the treasure whenever I, I put it out on the, the pedestals. I was like, oh, I like looking at all these little things that I would have never been able to see otherwise. It's kind of like little unlockables. Because yeah. they're little unlockables. Yeah, and that's that's really where, like, once you're just able to have the freedom to just go and do that, like, that's where I've really fallen in love with the game. And that's why, I mean, I've played this game way more I put in way more hours into this game since technically beating it than I ever, like the story is very short. Like I beat it. I I timed it because, you know, I was reviewing the game. I just kind of wanted to know. I beat the whole, I got to the credits, the ending and everything in 17 hours and 44 minutes is where it got to me. That's actually longer than I expected it to be. Well, I think you could probably beat it in about 12 hours, but there was a lot of times where I would just, I just ran around and got like, I would, it really was like there was one night when the game was still new, but when I first really started getting into the groove of yeah. things and having fun, where like I'd sat there and I realized that I was just like exploring and finding treasure and wasn't even like concentrating on a side quest or a main story or anything. Like I just lost track of time and was just like exploring. Mm. There were times like that, you know, that added on playtime and also like, you know, Naomi wanted to check it out because it was a new game and she saw me playing it. And so, you know, I let her run around and test it out. So there are things like that that definitely tacked on to my playtime. But um, I would say I would say you could probably do it in 12 hours if you really just want to like see the story. And then now that there's stuff like finding online treasures that give a lot of experience for like replicas. And now that there's like the codes for the Yuji Hori slime and then also the uh, the killing machine, the code for that one, I think, is P.U.K. for anybody that wants it like those uh, monsters that are a little bit more overpowered than like mm-hmm. monsters you might start with. Right. Uh, like you might can get through it faster. But, um, but yeah, I would say like if you're really leisurely and want to take your time, it's still probably only a 12 hour game tops. And like there was, and I definitely did drag my feet for like the last couple of hours. Like, I think if I had just been like, I think if I had just been like, Oh, I I just want to get to the end of this game, whatever I'll go. Like, I think I probably could have done it in 15, but there was a lot of times there at the end where I was like, eh, I'll go, I'll go and fight this guy when I'm ready. But right now, I just want more treasure. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, like going back to what you were saying, like I think that's one thing that I really like about this game is that so much of the treasure is based on the other Dragon Quest games, which makes it really, really fun to find stuff. Yeah. Like my favorites, my absolute favorite kinds of treasure are the ones that are characters, the character models from all the games. And I've actually, like I prioritize my monster party. Now it's time for monster party to begin. <laughs> Like every monster has this like um, like a specialty, I guess is what you would call it. And it's different from like their skill, like bounce or glide or sneak scan, like all that stuff. This is like 
um, like what kind of treasure they like. And so I I prioritize those monsters. So like, you know, I have like, there's a, my general party has been, um, general uh, party, (laughs) a like snow saber cat or whatever they're called. Yeah. um, The white ones, because their specialty is hero statues. And I have the Yuji Hori King slime because his specialty is two different kinds of hero statues. And then I have a, it's called like a Valkyrie Vulcan or something like that. It's like one of the Hades Condor looking enemies. Mm-hmm. I hate this thing. I absolutely hate this monster. <laughs> like with a passion, I hate this thing. But his specialty is two hero statues and I've let him, I've kept him in my party. He's weak. He dies all the time, even though he's a rainbow, like rarity monster or whatever. He dies all the time. I don't like his moves. He's super obnoxious. He constantly is flying behind me going, I've got a bird's eye view. Like all the time. If I hear, I've got a bird's eye view one more time. Like you're you're going to be fine with it because like, like we were saying in the Xenoblade one, it's like after a while, you're going to be like, I miss that when you put somebody else in there. Cause you like, you just want to hear it's Ryan time. I, and, I don't uh, know. This one is far more obnoxious. I've got a bird's eye view. Yeah, like it's very, it's very just grating, and I hate it so much. But I've left this thing <laughs> in my party. I've turned down the volume for the monsters talking to get around hearing it say this. But I've left it in my party, even though it dies all the time, and even though I hate it. Like you should hear the obscenities I have sent at this bird BJ. Like you would not believe the horrible, horrible things. Oh, I, have I said absolutely this, would. At, it's probably like you and Donald and King. That's of what Hearts, I was about right? to say yeah. because of how much uh, I, I cuss at uh, Donald Duck. Like I can totally, I can totally feel you. I get it. Yeah, like, I, like I just, I really do. I hate this bird, and like all the time, like even when it's stuff that's not its fault. Like I'll be gliding on it and like miss my mark and like not hit the top of the cliff. So I like fall down the cliff a little bit and I'll just be like, oh, you stupid bird. (laughs) That's that's like a G rated version of what I'll say to it. But yeah, Yeah. I get get like really frustrated at this, at this thing, but I've left it in my party just because of its specialty. And that's why they gave it because they knew it was crappy and they gave it something just to annoy people. I, I almost guarantee there's another monster. I don't want to say who it is because it's a major spoiler, but there's another monster that has the glide ability, which I need in my party, and who also can find hero statues uh-huh. um, that I'm trying to, to that I want to use. But the problem is that when I got that, that monster, it's only on level 45, and everybody else in my party is level 85. Mm, and so makes a difference. When, yeah, whenever I find portals, it's like that monster will be way too underleveled for me to to do that right like yeah so anyway so the monsters the the hero statues are really where i like what i want in this game and i've been trying to try to collect them all and i'm, I'm getting close i know at one point I, I like talked about all the heroes i have yeah i need the hero from the first game still and i need the male erdrick are the ones i'm missing oh uh, okay I've seen because you can go around if you whenever you go to activate like the railway to go to an island, um, it'll show you like a special treasure that you have a chance of finding on that island. Okay. And one of those times I could tell by the silhouette that it was the hero from one. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay, like that's um, like I I really want that. But it's like it all comes down to RNG. And so I like filled up all of my treasures before I could ever find that one. And ended up just leaving. But I've had that happen too with like the hero from five. And then I ended up just finding it randomly on a different island later on. 
So it's not like I'm giving up hope. And a lot of times I don't even go to an island based on the silhouettes because I feel like right. I feel like the chances of me actually getting the treasure that it's advertising is only about 50 50. Oh, well, I was about to say it sounded like uh, if you stop completely, it might even be lower than that. It might be like the uh, the the S rank in the uh, gotcha box. It, well, it's this problem is that it's like it comes down to RNG and also it's like there's so many gold spots that you might find treasure that it's like you could you could fill up all your treasure box slots before you ever find that one. Oh. It's like some of these air, I mean some of these islands are massive. Yeah. And so it's like depending on where you teleport into on that island and then, you know, like there's also every time you head out like the island has a certain percentage of finding like gold treasure. And so it's like sometimes you get to an island and it's like 75% and it's like I'll be there 5 minutes and maybe take 10 steps and I've already found nine gold treasures and it's Goodness like gracious. well time to head home and then sometimes you know I'll go to an island because there's a side quest there but then like I'll spend so much time there and it's like I don't come close to yeah maxing out my treasure slots but I'll still head back to the island to get it all appraised anyway and so it's like um, it just depends. I'm pretty close with finding like all the sections that it's divided up into. The one that took me the longest to get anything for was actually lost clothing. Um, hmm. There's only, I think there's like 10 or 11 lost clothing items. And like I beat the entire game without ever finding anything under the lost clothing uh, category. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, wow, am I ever going to find lost clothing? And I finally figured it out. Um, minor spoiler that I know you won't care about, but just in case, minor spoiler here for you may listen. Uh, the treasure here is actually, it's clothing from characters based in DQ11 because since this is like a prequel to DQ11, there's not like oh. Dragon Quest Eleven stuff really in it. But like the first one I found was like Hendrix black and gold armor. And oh, then okay, cool. the second one I found was like Gemma's uh, outfit. And so it's like, it's from characters in DQ 11 and it's lost clothing. Yeah. That was the last category. And maybe you have to beat the game first before finding those items. I don't know. It definitely, I definitely didn't find any before beating it, but I'm not sure if that's like a thing or not. Yeah. I guess to you, cause I know you're still pretty early on into it. And to anybody like listening, who's thinking about playing the game or maybe people who are just now starting it. I think my just like best advice is like, just, get through the beginning of this game. Like it starts off really, really rough. They throw too much at you and then just kind of are like, all right, well, see ya after throwing so much at you that it feels a little overwhelming and disjointed. But once you get through that, once you come out on the other side of it, it's, it's good. And thankfully this isn't one of those like, uh, situations like persona five. Like anytime I tell people I don't like persona five, they're like, Oh, you just got to get through the first 10 hours. Like this isn't one of those situations. This is like, <laughs> this is like 90 minutes tops, you know, like I didn't spend a ton of time dwelling on this. It takes, a, it takes a little time, but sometime between that like 90 minute mark and the three hour mark, I started really hitting a groove and really did just come to love this game. Like I, I really thought like at the point where probably around where you are right now, I really was thinking to myself like, wow, I don't think I'm going to like this. And like, do I have the motivation to finish it? And like, honestly, because I was reviewing the game, like that was the kind of motivation to finish it. I knew I had to. So I like persevered, but you just got to persevere. It gets so much better. I promise you, anybody else listening, just the, for whatever reason, that first little bit, it it is, it is rough, man. (laughs) Yeah. I just, like I'm, 
I'm feeling right now when I'm playing it that I don't necessarily want to continue. I'm like, I know it will get better. So I'm doing that because you keep hounding me <laughs> to play it. But I'm just like, man, this is not great. And so I'm, I'm excited to see what it turns into because, you know, where I'm at now, just opening things up, not that great. It's not very good. No, it's not. I will concede it, that it's not very great. But I will also say it gets better. It gets so much better. So even if you, even if you're not reviewing this game, and even if you're not yeah. playing it because you co-host a Dragon Quest podcast, um, <laughs> push on. It gets better. I promise. But yeah, I've really come to love this game. I know I'm going to rave about it a lot more uh, in future eps. But this was just kind of like our. Uh, first impressions episode for DQ treasures. And we'll have a lot more follow-up in the following weeks. Uh, If you want to share your own opinions of dragon quest treasures with us, remember we're on Twitter at dragon quest FM, find us on Facebook, hive, all that good stuff at dragon quest FM. And you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dragon quest FM and a huge shout out to Ty and all the rest of our Patreon patrons. We greatly appreciate all you guys. Yeah, we really do. And if you want to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at Professor Beige. I'm on Mastodon at Beige at Dice.Camp. And you can find us on Discord at discordgeek Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye.